Welcome to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. We discuss the impact Alzheimer's and dementia has on families. What gives with Canada's single-use plastic ban? We look at the biggest entertainment stories of 2022, bracing for an epic holiday storm, and overindulging, and the holidays go hand in hand. The GMH podcast starts now. This is the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 900 CHML. Well, we all heard and really sighed, and I think many of us were really troubled by the story involving Shirley Love. Uh, If you're not familiar, this was an an 80-year-old woman who went missing last week, was found dead a few days later on on Friday at Kings Forest area. She suffered from uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and a really sad situation, Not, not really uncommon we've we've heard about these stories before alzheimer's sufferers uh you know leaving their homes and uh, being found in other places and it is a really tragic story and in light of her death i thought it was important to talk about the impact that alzheimer's and dementia has on on these individuals and their families and here to help us along is mary burnett the ceo of the alzheimer's society of brand haldeman norfolk hamilton and halton mary good morning how are you today Good morning, Rick. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I, I'm good. Such a tragic story involving Mrs. Love. Now, we don't specifically want to talk about her case, but this, as I mentioned, this is not uncommon. We've we've heard about these instances before. Um, how troubling is it to hear yet another instance of this? Oh, it's certainly very, very troubling. And we know that these types of situations may increase because by the year 2050, nearly 2 million Canadians in in our country will could be living with dementia. Are there warning signs we should be thinking about or or keying in on? Absolutely. Um, generally, you know, things like loss of memory and and difference differences, changes in your thinking. So sometimes people have issues. Um, with change. I remember a man who was worked at a store and he couldn't remember how to give the proper change or, um, you know, forgetting words is normal, but forgetting the names of people you know very well is not normal. So um, confusion, loss of orientation in space and time, you know, your inability to recognize people, places, or what time it is, time of day, um, Social withdrawal. I mean, that's often an early symptom. Um, people who stop, whose behaviors change. People who've always been very quiet, become more boisterous. There are lots of different symptoms which fall under the term dementia. I would guess that people who forget things might just be thinking, oh, I'm just getting older. You know, my memory's not what it used to be. And that's, you know, partially true. When does it get into that phase where you should be paying attention or some, you know, a family member, a loved one should be saying, hey, we should get this checked out. That's a great point. Many people who experience the symptoms of dementia are hesitant to go and see their doctors. And yet we know that um, an early diagnosis and access to supports early in the disease can really improve your quality of life. But dementia is not a normal part of aging. I forget where I put my keys, my car keys all the time, but I don't forget what I do with my car keys or what I use my car keys for. There's some significant differences um, between normal uh, memory loss, like retention. We, As we age, our ret- ability to re- bring memories back slows, but that's very different than these types of 
memory issues. Our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML is Mary Burnett, the CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Brand, Haldeman, Norfolk, Hamilton, and Halton. What kind of supports are in this community and and in many other communities in helping people who do have Alzheimer's and dementia? Well, the most important thing is to see your doctor. And there are some medications available that can help lessen some of the symptoms in the early stages of the disease, but there is no cure. So the most important thing is to get education, understand what's happening to you, because people experience many of the, what we call responsive behaviors or changes in how a person behaves as the disease progresses because they're frustrated or confused about what's happening in their environment. So it's really important that both the person affected by the disease and their care partner get the education so they understand what's happening and they can start planning for their future. Um, There's lots of good living long after diagnosis. I think there's so much stigma associated with this disease that we really have to blow that up. And that's why people often don't seek a diagnosis early in the disease process. There's a wonderful project I've been involved with, um, with the Hamilton Council on Aging, that's seeking to blow up or or um, destroy some of these issues, these myths about dementia. And people living with dementia can still lead very meaningful lives. There's a wonderful video on their website called Faces of Dementia, which I would encourage anyone who has some concerns about a family member or is experiencing dementia and hasn't sought supports to watch it. So in Hamilton, there are the certainly the Alzheimer's Society in this area, the Alzheimer's Society offers education. We have caregivers. We have counselors who offer emotional support, both for the person with the disease and his or her care partner. We have a variety of social programs, exercise programs. So important that not only the person living with the disease gets these supports, but also the caregiver. We we know that most of the care for people living with dementia in our country is delivered by caregivers, and they are at risk for their own health issues due to the burden of caring for someone with dementia. So it's really important that they seek supports. There are respite supports available through adult day programs. There's in-home respite, but there's not enough, Rick. Unfortunately, the numbers are growing so rapidly as our population ages that we really need to invest in more supports to help people stay at home and live well with this disease. Well, let's hope our discussion here today has uh, at least nudged things forward and making it a more positive experience for those who have Alzheimer's and dementia. It is a tough go, that is for sure. Mary, really appreciate your time and insight into this important topic. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Rick. Mary Burnett is the CEO of the Alzheimer's Society of Brandt, Haldeman, Norfolk, Hamilton, Holton. You can get more information online at the Alzheimer's Society website. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. You heard this story yesterday, and it is the ban on single-use plastics here in Canada. So what's being banned? Well, things like straws... Plastic cutlery, stir sticks, those shopping bags that you're seeing fewer and fewer of. There are some loopholes here, which to me makes this ban not really a ban. It's, you know, this this thing is toothless. And I say that because, and I listed some items that are being banned, but let's take straws, for example. Because after, well, yesterday, 
when the ban took effect, you, you'll still be able, even a year, two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, fifty years from now, I'm sure, be still be able to get a plastic straw. Because, much like cigarettes and marijuana, yes, we're talking about these two categories, plastic straws is going to be in the same category when it comes to accessing them in a retail space. So you go to, I don't know, your, your, your corner store. Or you go to a gas station. Hey, can I get a, you know, a couple of packs of whatever your cigarette brand is? And hey, they slide over a pack of plastic straws. Plastic straws sold in packages of 20 or more will not be allowed to be visible on retail store shelves. Plastic straws are so damaging to our health that we cannot show you them unless you ask for them specifically. How unbelievably dumb is this ban because it is just that we're banning straws but you can get a pack of 20 if you want just ask for them at your corner store who came up with this plan my guess is environment minister stephen gilbo had his fingerprints all over this thing but <laughs> it doesn't make any sense you know the plastic cutlery can we can give that the old heave ho sure but you can still get a plastic straw and i know you know disability advocates are saying this is important especially those that rely on these things, and I get it. But if you're going to ban something, let's do it right. And the other part of this equation, too, is the EV mandate that came out just yesterday, and probably just hearing about this story, is that one-fifth of all passenger cars, SUVs, trucks sold in this country in 2026 will need to run on electricity under new regulations announced by Mr. Gilbo. And by 2030, that number is going to hit 60%. Let's give a message to the federal government right here and right now to say, listen, if you want to implement this, and it's all fine and well, I'm, I'm all in and protecting the environment. How about we start with municipalities and government fleets before you target you and I on the vehicles that we want to buy? We get it. We're getting to the EV stage. But don't jam this down our throat. Start with the municipalities, and that'll be a big impact. And then we'll follow suit. My two cents. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) 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 It's Jawas. That was a nice one. Okay. Uh oh. Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. That there is the entertainment story of the year. Forget about, don't don't bring me Top Gun Maverick or even Avatar 2 or the, the second Black Panther uh, or any, you know, story about the box office. I know there have been many unbelievable uh, actors, actresses, singers, directors, that have died this year, and those are very sad stories because they gave so much to the entertainment industry. But that right there, the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock is the story of the year when it comes to entertainment. Without a doubt. Don't even argue me. It's not, it's not, an, uh, a, not a debatable fact at all. Chris Jan Selimitz is the online managing editor, trending and lifestyle at globalnews.ca, and joins us now to look back at the year that was in entertainment here in 2022. Chris, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Yeah, so entertainment story of the year has got to be the Will Smith slap on Chris Rock at the Oscars. Do you agree? 
going over everything that's happened this year. It's been nuts. I will say the Will Smith slap story uh, doesn't seem to ever want to go away. Um, so I have to agree with you on that level for sure. Will Smith got a 10-year ban from the Academy Awards. And and when that happened, and as we're trying to digest whether it was real, was this was this all an act? Was this a thing? You know, as we you know learned of the details in, in the hours after the fact and the days after, is that, yeah, this really happened. It wasn't a staged thing. Our, our opinion of Will Smith, I think, has forever changed. Can he repair his image? You know, it's tough to say. I have to agree with you there, too. I think that a lot of us look at Will differently now. It, it almost, like, shattered this, like, he always had this sort of good guy persona. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him fly off the handle like that was really quite something. And it happened live. And, it, you know, they, they did their best to hide it, but they couldn't. Um, so he just recently came out with a, a movie on Netflix called Emancipation. Um, and I know I've seen uh, posters around town and... Um, you know, so I, I don't, other than the fact that I know that it's a slave drama, I don't know anything more. Um, I have not watched it. I don't know what the viewing numbers have been. So um, I think that might have been an attempt on his part to kind of come back and say, hey, like, look at me. I'm still Will Smith. I'm still this, you know, actor with Gravitas. Um, but as far as I know, I haven't heard any buzz on the movie. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe his image is forever tarnished. Uh, yeah, I get the sense that he has to do something really self-defecating in terms of a movie or something. I know he, I know he did the apology and the whole bit, but I think from a uh, theatrical point of view, he has to put himself out there in a role what, in, in which he just gets beat up. And maybe, you know, the fans come back to say, all right, we, the, the, the old Will Smith is back. You know, that's actually a really good idea. You should contact his people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to like get, get him in that sort of vulnerable position. Because, you know, really those canned apologies and, you know, all of that doesn't really resonate anymore with the public. We've heard them all. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your canned text uh, doesn't really have any emotion to it. Um, we saw what we saw. Uh, you can't really unring the bell. Um, so I think you're right. I think you should take on a project where... It's not so serious. You know, we can kind of see the old will where we're laughing along instead of, you know, crying along. I'm I'm wondering, you know, 10 years from now, when Will Smith is back at the Oscars, that's probably going to be the all-time biggest ratings (laughs) event maybe in in a long time. Because, yeah, as we know, the ratings have gone down. But 10 years from now, who knows what's going to happen and what the response is going to be? Listen, who even knows if the Oscars will be around? (laughs) That's true. That's true. On on the flip side, Chris Rock, who's going to, what what I'm hearing is going to have his first Netflix live performance, or at least the first live performance on Netflix in 2023, seems to have gotten a career boost. Yeah, he really did. Um, I think a lot of people sympathize with him, but that was a really mortifying moment. Um, And people generally really like Chris Rock. I feel like, uh, you know, despite some of his button pushing um, comedy and humor, I think people really do like him, find him really funny. And he's never really done anything stupid, frankly, um, in the spotlight. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, things definitely looked up for him after that. Everyone knew his name for sure. After that. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Christian Selowitz is our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. He's the online managing editor, trending and lifestyle at globalnews.ca. we got about a minute left in this segment. We'll bring you back in our following segment as well. But I want to ask you about Benifer, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, tying the knot. Will it last, Chris? Oh, my God. So, again, like I was saying, doing some research for this talk, and wow, their history is something. Um, I have, like, four lines of breaking up, getting back together. Um, But anyway, no, I I think, you know, it really seems genuine this time, but I I have zero faith in Hollywood relationships. So, uh, no, I don't think it will. I think maybe I'm giving them about five years. 
Um, Jennifer Lopez has been married multiple times. He has also been married before. Um, you know, they were together for years prior. Um, you know, they met during Geely, uh, if you remember that, Jen. Yes. Um, so if we're going by that movie, then um, no, I, I don't think it's going to last too, too long. Yeah, there's also where there's a Geely 2, which no one wants to see. I mean, no, no one wanted to see the original one. They, they don't want to see part two. Uh, we're going to keep Chris on the line here for a couple minutes. And uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about Depp versus Heard, Kanye West slash Yee, and uh, some of the other things that made us laugh, chuckle, and cry uh, in the entertainment world in 2022. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. Meatloaf, one of the many celebrities, iconic celebrities, who passed away here in 2022 as we rewind the clock and look back at the year that was in entertainment here on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. We're doing so with Chris Janselowitz, the online managing editor, trending and lifestyle at globalnews.ca. One of the big stories and the juiciest stories of 2022 when it comes to the world of entertainment was Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard and their defamation court case. Looking back at that now, Chris, how wild and wacky uh, from an inside and outside the courtroom perspective was that for you? Oh my God, it was that, that I would argue maybe overtakes the slap because we spent a full solid month covering this trial. Um, it just ended this week, like officially, it just finished this week with a $1 million settlement. That's it. Yeah. So for like months of agony on both of their parts, on all of our parts, frankly, um, having to deal with the drama, the fallout, the uh, the controls online, the the hate, the oh, the abuse stories, all of it. It all boils down to one measly million, um, and uh, it just happened this week. So it started in April, the trial, and now we're in almost the end of the year, and it finally finished for good. It was amazing to watch that. Most people, at least the, most that I saw, were on Johnny Depp's side. There was a great sympathy for him and his story. And there was, you mentioned the hate, there was a lot of hate for Amber Heard. Oh, yeah, and it still has not stopped. Um, one thing I have seen, however, you are correct in that in that Depp got all the support. You know, Depp, Depp's been in our lives for decades, you know, so all of us know him, love him. We know all of his characters. It's much easier to have a connection. But slowly but surely, especially after the trial, we saw this weird shift. Um, I'm not saying the Amber Heard hate has gone away, but there's actually been a little bit more support for her now. Um, she released a statement uh, just a couple of days ago, and it was really uh, quite a heartfelt statement. But yeah, I think that most people are still uh, solidly teamed up um, from what I'm seeing online, uh, and it really kind of exposed the the viciousness of the internet, um, that trial, for sure. Oh, it certainly did. Uh, controversy seems to follow Kanye West slash yeah. Ye everywhere he goes. And, you know, without a doubt, you know, when you start lobbing anti-Semitic commentary that it should follow you, and he did just that, but he's been through a divorce this year, sponsors are dropping him like a lead turd. It has not been a good year for <laughs> Kanye. Um, it, it, this is the perfect uh, example of the metaphor of that that rock that just keeps rolling and then it just rolls and rolls and rolls until it's like lightning speed uh, into chaos. Uh, honestly, Kanye West has probably had the worst year um, for a celebrity I think I've ever seen in my life. It went from bad to worse to just absolutely terrible. Um, you know, he started off with, with you know, this Kim K st- stuff online. Uh, when she dated Pete Davidson, started all of that chaos. He's basically posting death threats. He cancels uh, festivals weeks before he's supposed to perform, Rolling Loud, Coachella. Um, you know, then he wears the White Lives Matter shirt. 
um, and all this crazy anti-Semitic stuff. Um, he just went absolutely off the rails. And uh, yeah, like I, I don't see any recovery for that career. I don't. No, no, no. It's, it's pretty much impossible. On the flip side, Tom Cruise is like fine <laughs> wine. Top Gun Maverick ruled the box office. He is just an unbelievable actor. And that movie, uh, it took 30 years to come back. But boy, oh boy, did it ever pack a punch. You can't take it, you know, you got to give it to him, right? Uh, uh, you know, as much as you may feel that Tom Cruise is a bit of a weirdo or whatever you might think, he really is an action star. Uh, there's no denying it. You know, the man is, is 60 um, and he's just still kicking ass. You know, he jumped out of a plane the other day uh, to celebrate the success of Top Gun Maverick. Um, there's really no stopping him. And, and I think uh, what you said is also true that really Top Gun Maverick is is the only huge blockbuster that really came out this year that really destroyed, you know? Um, I guess Black Panther 2 as well, um, but uh, Top Gun definitely has broken records and and um, it's still on people's mouths now and people can't wait for it to come out on streaming. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Wordle was a thing this <laughs> year and, and still kind of is. Yeah, I, I'm going to admit it to you straight up, I haven't stopped. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't post anymore. Like, you know, when people post, yeah. you know, here's what I did. I mean, that, that's kind of over now because who cares? But um, yeah, I just, I, it's an addiction now for me. I, I, I do it every day and, and I can't stop. So I don't know what to tell you. It, it is a lot of fun. It is contagious, that is for sure. And you get the whole family involved as well. You make, it a, you make it a thing and how quickly you can get the response. Chris, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for looking back with us on 2022 in the year of entertainment. All the best in 2023. You too. It's been a ride. That is Chris Jan Celibitz. He's an online managing editor, at trending and lifestyle division at globalnews.ca. You can check out his work on that website. Yeah, there were a lot of celebrity deaths this year. I mentioned Meatloaf, actor... And comedian Bob Saget, comedian and actor Gilbert Gottfried, Oscar-winning actor Sidney Poitier, uh, actress and singer Olivia Newton-John, Dame Angela Lansbury, actress Kirstie Alley, who passed away not just too long ago, uh, actor James Caan, actor Ray Liotta, Fleetwood Mac singer Christine McVie, music legend Jerry Lee Lewis, actor Robbie Coltrane, country singers Loretta Lynn and Ashley Judd, actress Anne Heche, uh, actor and comedian Louis Anderson, actor Howard Hessman, one of my faves on WKRP in Cincinnati, uh, director Ivan Reitman, and just today from the sports world, Franco Harris, the Hall of Fame running back, has passed away, a pro football Hall of Famer, a four-time Super Bowl champion, and a key part in what was considered the most iconic play in NFL history. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away, and his pass is... Broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Franco Harris has it. And he's over. Look. Franco Harris. Grab the ball on a deflection. Five seconds to go. He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scored. Harris's catch and run off a deflective pass. December 23rd, 1972. Yes, two days shy of the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris was 72. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900 CHML. We are roundtabling it up with Paul and Shona on a hump day. Good morning. How are you? Awesome. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Very well. I am good. I am bracing for impact. 
Aren't we all? Yeah. What what it looks like and how it's going to affect us remains to be seen, but we're hearing that this weekend's winter storm could be a doozy, all starting with some rain on Thursday, some freezing on Friday, a little bit of snow, some high winds, and the kitchen sink thrown in for good measure as well. Shona, is this impacting your holiday plans this weekend? It's our poll question today. How is it going to impact your plans? Only in what I have been stocking up on. <laughs> so are you doubling up on everything? Is this what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just making Making sure that uh, once I pull into the driveway on Friday, You're I have set. no reason to leave. Mm, okay, good plan, Paul. Well, I had, a, I mean, I've got four days in a row where I've got to be somewhere. Ish. So it doesn't start till Christmas Eve, though. And by then, we may, we'll have a pretty good idea of what's down and what's around. And yep. as, far, as far as snow, I mean, uh, Global News is reporting, you know, five to 10 centimeters total. I mean, not the 25 to 40 that they had out west. So, I think, you know, we are Canadians. We are used to this stuff. And once, as long as it's not icy and uh, as long as we don't get 40 and it does <laughs> more than 5 to 10. Yeah. And I think we'll be fine. I think the big, big issue is going to not be people driving around after the worst of it's over a Friday night into Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. It's people who've been trying to fly because they had 460 cancellations out of Vancouver. Yeah. WestJet Airlines out of BC had 460 flight cancellations this week, the last three days, mm-hmm. that has massive ripple effects across the entire industry as people are flying. So those people are going to have big changes on their, their weekend plans. I think for everybody else, take it day by day, hour by hour. And most people who are just driving around aren't really driving around till Christmas Eve. And by then, they'll have a real good idea of what it's going to be like. Yeah, good point. Especially if we get that flash freeze you know, Pearson, Hamilton Airport, Buffalo Airport, the three you know nearby airports are going to be, uh, yeah, suspending, canceling, dropping all those flights because you know that's that's a huge factor. But this is also the setup to how many different Hallmark movies you get oh, snowed no. in at an airport, and oh, by no. chance you meet the love, <laughs> of you, or you have to rent the last car that's available. And, <laughs> and the other person is your long lost love from high school, who you don't get along with anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and somehow, some way, you find love again. There is always a gamble when you decide you're going to fly out. Over the Christmas yes. holidays in the middle of winter out of Canada. Yes. Yep. And if you think that no one's ever been stranded before and you're the <laughs> first person to have it happen to, then you are very mistaken. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm only doing one travel day, thankfully. Fingers crossed it doesn't change. <laughs> Just going to Niagara Falls Sunday on Christmas Day. So hopefully by then things will be... Uh, hey, they're calling for sun and clouds and a high of minus two. Yeah, that's perfect. There you go. That is perfect yeah. driving conditions. All right. As we've been hearing in the news today, the city of Hamilton asking uh, all residents to help name... 10 of its snow-clearing vehicles. We have a list of the, I think there's way more than uh, 10 options. I think there's, what, 20 options you can choose? 20 options. 20 of them. They want to get 20. They want to get 10 out of the 20. Out of the 20, yes. And the uh, one of the most interesting ones is Max Kerminator. And you guys have been mentioning this in the newscast because Max Kerman himself of Arkells says on Twitter, Hey, everyone, I don't ask for much, but today I need your help. Somehow I've been nominated to be the potential name for the city of Hamilton snowplow. There's a lot of worthy names, but Max Kerminator simply makes the most sense. Please vote today. <laughs> I'm saying that that's among the worst names on the list. Sorry, Max. I don't think you're going to win. <laughs> I love it. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah really, me too. I think I it's like hilarious. It. I, yeah, I, lo- I love it. I mean, maybe it's because I... I have a bromance with Max Berman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? I think he's fabulous. So, you know, I, I just, 
and and if Max is listening, he can. I don't think there's any number of times that he can is a restriction on voting. Just go on there and vote, 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 really? vote, Max. Okay. Well, I can't imagine they're going to have. This isn't like a municipal election here. Where gonna have <laughs> That's true. You know, yeah, they probably have a greater than a twenty percent turnout too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when they were doing whether you can vote, whether you know for the land, you know whether we should expand the boundaries. Yes, I, you could go on and vote a hundred times. Exactly. So people and people voted thousands of times. So, so this is not a dry run more. for the next municipal election, and <laughs> oh, they're God. testing out help the us. voting system. God help us, no. I've got three that I really like. I I love Max Germinator. I don't know. I'm, I think you're wrong. Rick okay, Lambert. that's fine. I'm and I like Eugene Sledy. <laughs> That's Maybe a good it's one. Because I just Eugene makes me laugh, and I am a big Lebowski fan, so it's got to be the big Leplowski. That's a good That's one too. The big Leplowski. Shona, do you have some favorites on I, this list? I'm kind of leaning towards the Hamilton ones, and as usual, Paul and I agree on a lot of them. Yep. But I do kind of like Hamboni. I think that's kind of cute. <laughs> but the one that actually made me laugh has a historical reference yep. and has nothing to do necessarily with Hamilton. Cleopatra. <laughs> That's a good one too. But I want it done up in sort of an Egyptian. Style. Yes, it's got to have some yes. beads to it and yes. the whole bit. Yes, maybe yes, an entourage. The, the plow has to look like uh, the the collar that they have, the yep. enameled collar. I would like that. There you go. Uh, my favorite is Melton John. Uh, that <laughs> made me chuckle this morning. Uh, Max Kerminator is okay. Well, uh, that's a good one for a sand a sand or salter. Yes, yeah, absolutely, because yeah, you're melting things. Salter, yeah. And exactly. th- th- this was one of the finalists, and I think one of the winners in the Chatham-Kent area, too, Control, Salt, Delete. Just makes me laugh for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can go down to the city's website, uh, hamilton.ca, and vote for your favorite. Before we go, Christmas Music Madness semifinal uh-huh. number two today. We had White Christmas by Bing Crosby reaching the final yesterday. Today, it's It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams versus You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, Thurl Ravenscroft. I'm going with with the Andy Williams classic. Shona, do you agree? I disagree. No I way. am going with the Grinch You're all the such way. A Grinch. Paul, break the tiebreaker <laughs> here. Shona, Shona, Shona. That's <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year, Rick. <laughs> there is a, um, I don't remember if he's a musician or an actor in England who wanted that song, Andy Williams' song, banned because his argument is it's not the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> the song is misleading. <laughs> so, That's not know. my rationale. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, you can vote today online at 900CHML.com. You're listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast from 900CHML. Well, if you're still going through with holiday plans, and we're not going to stop you from doing so, if you do, hopefully everything turns out. The power doesn't go out. The turkey is, you know, in the oven and okay. Tis the season to be merry for sure. But as you and I well know, some of us go overboard and overindulge during the holiday season. There always seems to be some amazing food, whether it's sweets or treats or um, luxurious items to uh, to put into your mouth on the Christmas dinner table. The question is, is it possible to make a delicious and nutritious holiday meal? Here to help us out with that conversation is Shannon Crocker, registered dietitian and nutritionist, who joins us now on Good Morning Hamilton. Shannon, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick. I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. Is, is there an answer to this question? Can, can it be nutritious and delicious? Absolutely. Eating well is always delicious in my books. You know, as a dietitian, um, one of my sort of passions is helping people to eat well in ways that are also really tasty. And so for sure, like, just think about it, what can be on that table, right? Like there's turkey, which is lean and packed with protein and other nutrients. 
You can have lots of veggie side dishes. And so for sure, definitely that holiday meal can be nutritious as well as delicious. What what some tips do you have for eating healthy during the holidays? Because there's always those temptations, whether it's chocolates, you have you know the, your workplace party, which is somewhat back to normal this year compared to past years. How do we um, stay on track and not go to those tempting treats and sweets and, and eat a little bit healthier? Right. So I think that, you know, a big mistake first off that a lot of people make, Rick, is skipping meals or eating, you know, quote unquote, lightly to, you know, save calories for the big party or for the festivities. But, you know, there's two things around that. One is you do need to fuel your body and your mind to stay well and to stay energized. Um, and two, oftentimes what will happen is you'll end up eating more than feels good when you go to a party or an event and you're really hungry. Um, and so then that just really backfires. So I always suggest, you know, do eat your regular meals. Um, make sure that they're mostly nutritious. You know, you got lots of veggies. And before you head to a party or even go to the mall, <laughs> um, make sure you eat a little something so that you're not starving when you get there because then you will tend to, you know, maybe overindulge or eat more than you had planned. Yeah, that's my problem. When there's something on the table and it's super delicious and it's maybe not as good for me as I realize, I'll say, you know, I'll have a, an extra helping of that or maybe a third if, uh, if I'm really hungry and that's where we get into trouble. Well, you know what? I think what you need to do also is to be mindful of your choices. Like, you know, my recipe for a healthy holiday really does include eating well and taking pleasure in those traditional foods. You know, gingerbread cookies really only come around once a year. So enjoy them, right? Enjoy those unique holiday favorites. And that helps to keep the, you know, spark joy and keep tradition alive. And that's also part of healthy living and healthy eating. Um, but what I what I tell people is, you know, like, so that you don't need to go back for two and three servings. Like take what you want, what you feel like it's going to satisfy you and savor it, like really, you know, appreciate it. Don't just chow right through it, you know, just like take your time and really enjoy that food, you know, allow yourself that pleasure of enjoying all the, you know, glorious foods that are gonna grace your table over the holidays with no regrets. You know, you're not good if you eat, you know, the vegetables and bad if you eat the cookies. Food should never be served with a side of guilt, but instead, you know, especially at the holidays, just with, you know, a big serving of love. <laughs> That's a great point. Shannon Crocker yeah. is our guest here on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML. Shannon is a registered dietitian and a nutritionist. You can get a whole lot of information on her website, shannoncrocker.ca. Rule of thumb when it comes to handling those leftovers from a, from a food safety standpoint. Yeah, for sure. So refrigerate um, items promptly. And they should go into the refrigerator within two hours. So, you know, if you've got a, a buffet out and it's four hours later, it's been in that, you know, danger zone for too long. And that's between, you know, four degrees and 60 degrees Celsius. Most people don't, you know, have a thermometer out there. But the rule of thumb is, you know, two hours, that's it. Then it goes in the fridge for sure. And best practice for eating those leftovers is two to three days, depending on the leftover and how you've handled it. So if you won't eat it within that time, freeze it and be sure to put a date on it so that you know, um, and, and a label so you know what it is and when to eat it by. Uh, we got 30 seconds. Do you have a favorite mm -hmm. recipe or meal this year, or do you want to highlight a, um, a healthy eating trend for next year? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, one of my favorite recipes or meals would have to be nourish bowls. I have a great Mediterranean nourish bowl on my website. And also, I think one of the top trends for 2023 is going to be eating for gut health and brain health, as well as eating budget friendly, um, because that's food inflation looks like it's still going to continue on. That's very true. Shannon, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. 
Thanks, Rick. Happy holidays. Shannon Crocker is a registered dietitian and nutritionist. You can get some of those recipes online at shannoncrocker.ca. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com. The Good Morning Hamilton podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free so you never miss an episode and make sure you rate and review.